Happy June, everybody. Welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast, where each month I walk us through a particular book and just share some uh, thoughts, uh, some gleanings, some nuggets of truth, uh, some uh, review on the book. And for the month of June, we are working through Edwards on the Christian Life. And if you've never heard of this uh, of this series of books on the Christian life, uh, you uh, ought to go on Amazon uh, or somewhere, wherever you buy your books. Well, Amazon, I guess, or a Christian book website. I don't think you can get these books, say, like at Barnes & Noble, unfortunately. But you need to do yourself a favor and just, and just Google uh, on the Christian life books. It's a series of books and and written by different authors, and and they are different uh, theologians, uh, different uh, individuals from church history, and the author tries into tries to uh, present uh, this particular person's theology on the Christian life. So you have uh, you have Augustine, you have Bonhoeffer, you have Calvin, and you have uh, Lewis, Lloyd Jones, you have Martin Luther, you have uh, Spurgeon, uh, which I which I commend uh, to you. Actually, I did a book review last year, uh, I believe, on Spurgeon on the Christian life. And today, another one is Owen on the Christian life, which is in my bookshelf, and I haven't read through it yet, but I am eager to get into Owen on the Christian life. But today, uh, we begin our series into Edwards. On the Christian life, alive to the beauty of God. Edwards, as in the Jonathan Edwards. If you have been listening to my sermons long enough, then you have heard me mention Jonathan Edwards. Uh, in fact, I, actually, I don't think I've mentioned Jonathan Edwards in quite a while. Um, for a while, I, I was kind of mentioning him pretty regularly to the point where I was beginning to think that maybe people were getting tired <laughs> of me mentioning Jonathan Edwards. Not that anybody said anything, but anyways, I just, I, I, I love Jonathan Edwards. He is my favorite uh, theologian uh, in church history. Uh, many will say that uh, Jonathan Edwards is the greatest uh, theologian that America has ever produced. Um, he is, uh, so Jonathan Edwards uh, was born in, uh, so you know a little bit more, uh, more about him if you don't. He was born in Windsor, Connecticut. Uh, so he is, a, uh, he is a New Englander. And uh, he ministered as a pastor in Northampton, Massachusetts. And uh, he was also the, uh, what do you call it? I don't know if they call it a president back then, but he was the president of, of Princeton uh, for a short time before his passing. But anyways, uh, Jonathan Edwards is one of my favorites. Uh, Jonathan Edwards is somebody that uh, every Christian should be at least somewhat familiar with. Uh, he really helps uh, helps us to understand a lot of things uh, about the faith, uh, particularly uh, about the new birth, about conversion. But he's written uh, extensively. Uh, his, uh, his, his sermons are, are, are I think, are all uh, available. And uh, you can actually get this two-volume set uh, that contains, um, I think it's uh, all of it, and I have it actually. It has his journal entries. Uh, it has uh, several books in it, uh, sermons as well. Uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, two volumes uh, to add to your library. Uh, if you if you don't have a library, but even if you don't have if you have a library, if you don't have a library, you should still uh, consider getting it. Man, it but it's massive. It's anyways. Uh, 
we are here to talk about Jonathan Edwards on the Christian life and and two things uh, that you need to know, two terms that you need to know when you are reading anything on Jonathan Edwards or anything uh, that Jonathan Edwards has written. And again, I would commend uh, anything that he has written to you. Uh, he does one particular sermon, uh, a a divine and supernatural light, uh, excellent sermon. Uh, I've read uh, the religious affections uh, twice. Uh, incredible, incredible book. Um, <clears throat> uh, he's definitely one of the. the um, so John John Piper uh, uh, would say that uh, that uh, as a Christian that you should pick a theologian and just read a lot of his works, read up on his life, uh, study that theologian. Uh, whoever that theologian might be. For me, it is Jonathan Edwards, and I would say a second one is John Owen. Although I haven't written, I haven't read extensively on John Owen, but I intend to. But anyways, I'm, I, I digress. Um, two terms that you need to know when reading Jonathan Edwards. One is the word affection. Uh, affection is not like what you might think affection means. And I've actually mentioned this in a sermon sometime before, but uh, uh, affection is not is not to be is not to be what's equated with passion. Uh, it's not uh, as in uh, like we think of passion. It's not something like you're passionate about, like I'm passionate about uh, engineering. Yeah, I'm sure there's some of you out there who are passionate about engineering um, and some of you are passionate about drawing or whatever it might be. But he, but, but passions as in like emotions is kind of what we tend to think of when we think of passions. And that's not what he means by the word affection um, because uh, passions is more like uh, being possessed by a particular feeling or a, a complex of emotions. Uh, but when he, when he says, when he talks about affection, he's talking about the mind and the heart. He's talking about one's inclination towards a certain direction or towards a certain thing or towards a certain person. So the affection includes the emotion, but it also includes the mind as well. And he was very much a, a theologian, a pastor, a teacher uh, that did an excellent job about uh, with con engaging the mind and the heart. He had a very good balance of both. And uh, as a pastor, I, I strive uh, for that as well. Um, uh, the uh, Welsh uh, preacher Lloyd Jones uh, would call it uh, logic on fire. <laughs> um, anyways, so you need to understand affection, what he means by affection, and you also need to understand uh, what he means by beauty, which is the topic of this particular episode. And he's written extensively about beauty. Uh, he defines beauty very differently than most people would. When we think of the word beauty, we think of something that we see with our own eyes, right? We see, we think of seeing something that is beautiful, something that is glamorous, something that attracts uh, our attention or someone that attracts our attention. But beauty to Jonathan Edwards is much, much, much more than that. Uh, beauty actually is uh, it's not just uh, about aesthetics, but Jonathan Edwards would say that beauty is also about uh, that, that holiness uh, or that beauty is uh, very much having to do with uh, with uh, with morality as well. And so when he thought about the holiness of God, he thought he, he believed and taught that the holiness of God is the essence of the beauty of God. 
that yes, to uh, behold God is uh, is is magnificent. It attracts your attention. Uh, you want to keep uh, staring, uh, but beauty is much more than that. Beauty is uh, is 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 who He is. Uh, it is His actions. It is His attributes. And with regards to holiness, we think of holiness as sort of an attribute of God or one of uh, or a virtue. Uh, like say, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, those are all virtues. Um, when we think about God and God's attributes or how we would describe God, we would say he is righteous, he is uh, He is uh, full of justice, uh, that he is uh, also wrathful towards sin, that he is kind, he is gracious, he is merciful, he is powerful, right? And we might list holy or holiness as one of those attributes of God, but rather... Jonathan Edwards would say that that all those other things are a are manifestations of his holiness. So his kindness and his mercy is a manifestation of his holiness. His wrath is a manifestation of his holiness. His righteousness is a manifestation, uh, the manifest manifestation of his holiness. And so uh, that's that is how he would define the holiness of God. And the holiness of God is essentially his his beauty. It is the it is the moral excellency of an intelligent being is what is what Jonathan Edwards would say. And for us as Christians, right, right, we are in the process of being glorified or being much or being made holy through the Holy Spirit of God uh, who sanctifies us and we also sanctify ourselves. Uh, but he would call this process a process of being beautified. Uh, because if if holiness is the essence of the beauty of God, and God desires us to be holy because He is holy and He has given us His Holy Spirit to help us in this process of becoming much more holy, until we are ultimately imperfectly holy, well, this is essentially a process of being beautified, and and so. Uh, Jonathan Edwards is very much a theologian of of beauty. He helps us to see, to understand what beauty is. He helps us to see uh, the beauty of God. And the beauty of God is also seen in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, That is where we specifically see uh, God's beauty. And so, man, there's there's so much here. And, I mean, what else is there to say? Uh, I'm trying to... uh, I don't want to go on for too long here, uh, but uh, think about the the Trinity, right? In the Trinity, there is a there is this this wellspring of not only beauty, but a manifestation of this beauty is is an expression of love. That there is this perfect love between the Trinity, uh, and that in this love, there's also joy. Uh, because uh, love is foundational uh, to joy, and as I think what Jonathan Edwards would would say or agree with. And when we become Christians and are filled with the Holy Spirit, think of it like this, like we are then invited to become a part of this Trinitarian love and joy uh, that we get to be, we are taking up, taken up into it, uh, <clears throat> taken up into the Trinity, and we get to experience uh, just that wellspring of joy and love, and so, uh, and so this is uh, this is in essence what it what it what happens uh, to the Christian, and 
and it does uh, something uh, it does something to you right and, and and if you if anybody ever has any doubts uh, about whether or not Edwards lived according to what he taught uh, there is uh, the uh, there is the this a, a statement made by one pastor uh, in in Jonathan Edwards' time, uh, who uh, who witnessed uh, this joy and happiness in in Jonathan Edwards. Uh, this man says, "I never saw the least symptoms of displeasure in his countenance the whole week." This was the week when uh, Jonathan Edwards was uh, was rejected by his church. But Jonathan Edwards appeared like a man of God whose happiness was out of reach of his enemies and whose treasure was not only a future but a present good, overbalancing all imaginable ills of life. So what happens to the Christian as he's or she is taken up into the Trinity and invited into this wealth of community, of fellowship, of love and joy is that they have a happiness that is out of this world. I mean, and I don't mean that just metaphorically. I mean that literally you have a, a happiness that cannot be reached or touched by anything that happens in this world. It doesn't mean that you never experience sorrow or grief, but there's an internal happiness, an internal joy that cannot be touched by anything in this world because it doesn't belong in this world. It doesn't come from anything in the world. It comes from being taken up into the Trinity. And so, uh, it's, so it's, it's, it is a happiness that is not grounded in this world. It's out of this world. And so I am eager to continue to dive into this book uh, with you. Um, he has a lot to say, a lot to share, and I hope that we can learn uh, together about the Christian life through the teachings of Jonathan Edwards. I'll see you next time.